0: Welcome to Sell Like You, the ultimate sales podcast that will teach you how to make sales your superpower, transform your mindset, and in doing so, explode your sales beyond your wildest dreams. I'm Harriet Meller, and over the last 17 years, I've helped hundreds of top companies around the world, including my own, make more money and qualify more leads using simple strategies that work. In this podcast, you'll learn how I generated over 10 million in annual sales, along with the sales techniques, processes, and tools that will work for you to generate more dream-aligned clients and scale your business beyond what you thought was possible. If you're sick of the boring, outdated, and pushy sales tactics of the past, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Sell Like You with me, Harriet Meller. And today's episode is about the hottest topic in my inbox right now, which is LinkedIn and language. LinkedIn language is a workshop that I created for uh, my clients. It was identified as something that one of my clients needed, um, gosh, nearly six, 12 months ago. And what I uncovered was that LinkedIn and connecting with your ideal audience all comes down to the language and the content that you're sharing but this goes so much further than just creating awesome content for your LinkedIn profile. And so these workshops have become hot topic. And I thought I would bring this to your ears as part of this episode. So when I'm thinking about LinkedIn and when I'm thinking about the language, we're looking for what connects. The biggest mistake that I see in sales, uh, which links into what we're talking about around LinkedIn, is that we are missing the connection point for using the language and the wording that your clients are using exactly. Not just hit and miss, let's generalize things. That's where we seem to lose traction, lose momentum, lose that connection with our ideal clients or with our prospects because we're trying to serve too many people. And so, I'll share with you at the end of this podcast a couple of examples from clients that I've worked with so that you can get an idea of how this can potentially impact your success. So, when we're thinking about what we want to do in terms of capturing the language and the wording... The first question is how. The first question, second question might be where. And what we need to think about is that our clients' language is everywhere. It doesn't just start and end with what it is that they need and then we then provide a proposal or a quote. It goes much deeper than that. So the language and wording that you're really looking for to uncover is in your inbox. It is in your reviews. It's in your recommendations. It's as part of your discovery. And if you're not listening for it, you won't hear it. It won't be that obvious to you. As soon as you become aware, you will start to pick up and you will be able to serve your clients on a much deeper level because they trust you, because they believe that you understand their needs, because you're using language that means something to you. Now, I've been in tech, tech industry for 12 years, 15 years now. And I am finding that the biggest challenge, always have found that the biggest challenge is the technical conversation, the technical jargon. And I believe what made me successful all of those years is that I was able to Connect the dots. I was able to bring a technology led conversation and make it plain English for the CFOs, the CEOs, the COOs that are not necessarily running the IT department, but they're the ones that are making the decisions. And I believe that if you can do that in any industry, you will be so much more successful than if you just play within the language, within the industry, within the jargon that the people around you are using. So when it comes back to language, we talk about generalizing, the biggest risk to our sales process is that we generalize. So what I want you to think about is where you're capturing your language, how you can capture your language and go and start there. So when it comes to capturing language, we know where we need to look, but now it's about becoming aware of it and now finding areas where you can improve, where you can utilize the language and the wording that you've uncovered. So I'll share with you a couple of mistakes that I've seen, and I share these with my clients. And the first one is, if you are a recruiter, but you don't like the word recruitment or recruiter, then you change it to talent acquisition. Talent acquisition is not what your clients are searching. It's not what necessarily resonates with them. So why are we using the word talent acquisition? Now, the reason why... You're using talent acquisitions because recruitment has those negative connotations. But the job here isn't to change the language, but to educate, but to provide context around the fact that how you are different, because the key differentiator isn't the language. The key differentiator is how you show up for your client. It's how you deliver your service. It's how you provide an end result that is different to what they're used to or is a different service to what maybe they've been burned with before. So, to give you an example of how I supported a client to scale their sales success just by changing the language, because remember, most businesses that are doing well, that are generating revenue, it's all about those 1% changes. It's not about changing the entire thing. It's not about throwing everything out. It's about looking at what's working and elevating that process. So, To give the example, I was working with an online service provider and she was launching an awesome audit. It was going to serve so many people. She tested the service. She knew exactly what her clients wanted. She knew exactly what her members needed. But the missing piece was that what she was finding was that as soon as she went live with it, everybody was rushing to the website, going to the sales page and then hopping off. And we knew it wasn't price because price had been tested. We knew there had to be something else. So I had a quick look through her three to five reviews. I asked her a couple of questions to uncover some of the language and the exact pain points and the end goals of what her clients were trying to get to. What we uncovered was that the language she was using was general. She'd taken this beautiful piece of language, this beautiful word or a sentence that clients had shared with her over and over and over again. And she generalised it because that felt too specific. And so she did that throughout her sales page on three or four points. And as soon as we changed the language to be more specific, she started getting traction. And in the next month, she booked out. So she had her entire July fully booked because we changed the language. She can now move forward with that product and make changes and bring out new products and new services because she knows exactly what's going to connect. And so the biggest mistake I see is a generalization, not taking the exact language or the exact words. Often what we're looking at is that when we're providing a service and an overview, we're using our language. We're using what means something to us and we're selling in a way that we believe will connect. But actually, when we just ask and we listen and we look out there, another great way, another tip here I'm going to share with you is that if you don't have reviews or you don't have recommendations yet and you're just starting out, go and look at your competitors' Google reviews. Go and look at their Facebook reviews. Go and look at the comments on their Instagram or LinkedIn. Because what you'll find is if they are your ideal client and you're competing in that market, you will find the language plain to see, clear to see, so that you can grab that language, use it and start testing it. As you start bringing on more clients and you start listening for those keywords, you start using your own and you are elevating that. Okay. So we want to really understand the language, the keywords, and the information that's being given to us about problems and outcomes and where they're trying to get to, but we then need to use it. So it will really help marketing as a byproduct of this review. It's going to help your sales, but it will help marketing. It will help bring everything together, but then you have to use that back. So you have to use that back in your discovery calls. You have to use it back in your content. You have to use it back when you're sharing a story of success using the exact language and the exact wording of your ideal clients. Now, another example is I was working with a company that focuses on education. So it's around education for their team, for their leaders, and they were really struggling to articulate what it was that they do that they offer, the problems that they can solve. And so the biggest challenge they've got is that if they can't articulate it, how on earth are their clients or prospects going to be able to understand it well enough to make a decision and invest in it? And so what we were able to do was uncover the language, the wording, the information that their clients and ideal prospects were providing to them. This is all a free way to capture information. And we were able to tie that in to What it actually is that they do to bring together a pitch, to bring together an offering, to make it relevant to them. Because when we don't connect, they don't buy. And so as soon as we were able to understand and we uncovered that from the, from the numerous recommendations and reviews that they had on Google and across LinkedIn, and we use that information to tailor that into a story and an overview along with outcomes and information that's going to support their prospects in making a decision they've now been able to see a 300% growth in their sales because they know where to spend their time. They know what language to use. They know how to connect with their ideal audience. And so if they could do it, you can too. And so I want to give you a little bit of homework to do if you are open to that. And I want you to think about a couple of things. So firstly, we're going to think about what do you actually do? I want you to list out what do you actually do? Okay so if I was to ask you what do you do at insert company name what would you tell me and I want you to list that out it might be sentences it might be words it might be features it might be benefits it might be outcomes it might be problems that you solve and then I want you to go through all of your reviews your recommendations your comments your inquiries information from your discovery calls and I want you to highlight any specific words or language that stands out and I want you to cross-reference them, okay? So writing out what it is that you do, I've asked you that question, what is it that you do? Write that information out. Secondly, go through all of the information where where people are providing you with language and wording and cross-reference them and find the gaps, okay? So we've got those two pieces. We can then adapt our language based on what we've uncovered and apply it. Write out what you do, Look at what your clients are telling you or listen to what they're telling you. If you don't have any of these resources at hand, go on to your competitors, think about it for the next few weeks whilst you do your discovery calls, cross reference them and bring them together. Remember, our job here is to connect with our audience. We want to connect with our audience, whether that be a one on one prospect, whether that be on LinkedIn, whether it be on YouTube, and we bring those back together. We need to educate and add value. We're doing that, creating content based on what our clients are telling us. Frequently asked questions, misconceptions are fantastic ways to be able to do that and to be able to do that consistently. We're going to start making our clients feel heard because they feel that you truly understand them. They feel seen. They feel that you really get them because you're using the language that resonates with them. And so whether it doesn't mean anything to you at this stage, use it try it, see it for yourself. And so the aim of this episode is to really showcase to you what is possible when we uncover language. I'm sharing with you what you're potentially missing out, on, what you're leaving on the table. So if we can go out there, take action, uncover what it is that you are doing and identify ways that you can elevate it, you will be more successful next week than you were this week. The more you do that, the more scale you will see across your organization. And it's about doing the work. It's not about just listening to this podcast and then thinking that sounds like a great idea. And this English girl talking about sales is awesome. But until you actually take action, this isn't going to work for you. You're not going to see any results. And I'm going to leave you with this question. What is it that you say you do versus what your clients would describe your service as? If you enjoyed this episode, please like, leave a review and maybe share it with somebody to help them on their sales journey. I've been Harriet Meller. Thank you for listening to this episode on the Sell Like You podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you haven't already, make sure you hit follow or subscribe because I guarantee you won't want to miss next week's episode.